Ready to get started? No, not really. Okay. What do you need? Need motivation. Motivation. All right, Nave. There's something out there you got to think about. In your life, you're going to do a lot of meaningless things. You're going to do a lot of stupid things. You got to think about this next hour about to spend. Is this going to be stupid or meaningless? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what it was. I think it was like an Air Force survey or something like that. But they're always asking you these questions that are like thoughts of hurting yourself, thoughts of hurting others. Uh, do you have a, a sense of emptiness inside you? Uh, just all these like questions prying, trying to figure out if you're unstable and they can kick you out or not. And it's like Minority Report. I haven't seen, haven't seen it. I, I don't even know if that's the right movie. There's this movie where like they, there's like future crime. There's like people who are psychic and they have them in like tubes like in Ma like in halo one you know when master chief wakes up oh yes tubes they like they're using their brain juices to predict people's future crimes i think it's called minority report but can you really charge someone with a crime they haven't yet committed well that's the whole that's the whole point of the movie philip they're they're going through that no, they're like playing don't it bother out seeing the movie just think about it like no you can't do that People always have a chance to change, even no, at the last. See, minute. this is the this is the whole "Would you go back in time and kill baby Hitler?" thing that we're talking about. Yeah, no, you, you can't go back and kill him. You got to give him a chance. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. And with that, hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-op partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through a cooperative experience and relate to you, the listener. If this game is a criminal or crime of co-op, or something better off playing solo. Are you motivated yet? Uh yeah, I'm motivated because the queen is dead, Philip. Who? She died a day before my birthday. Whenever she died, too, like my uh my kids both came home and they rammed me and they're like, "Papa, the queen is fallen," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Bro, do you even know who the queen is?" And Arthur's like, upset what? about it. Yeah, he is. Arthur's here too. I'm like, "Yeah, so is Molly." What's the, what's the queen's last name? And then my first thought is of England. Because <laughs> I don't know her last name, but I'm like, I like they could say anything, and I can't, I can't prove them wrong because I'm not sure. But I'm pretty Queen sure. Queen is the first name. Elizabeth is the last name. Oh, okay. Oh, that's how they say it too. What Arthur are we doing? Not, he's mad. <laughs> I'm yelling. <laughs> okay, so hold on a second. Let me see if I can lay him down. All right. The answer was no. I could not lay him down. Yeah, and I, I noticed. He, I was like, he's definitely <laughs> in your arms right now. All right. But anyways, we are a video game podcast. Uh, this week's been kind of goofy because we're recording on like a Tuesday or Wednesday or something. I don't even know what day it is because I went home back to Oklahoma. For a little bit. Yeah. Oklahoma. There's something about just driving down the highway, seeing the cows, seeing the endless billboards that are either related to gambling or Jesus. It just feels good to be home. I've, it's more blue than it is over in Texas. I don't know what it is, but it's just a little bit more blue, a little bit more green. The saturation's turned up a little bit over here. Yeah, no, it's kind of, it's like the sun is just a little bit brighter in the south. Yeah, I've been seeing pictures of like, I've been following a bunch of podcasters on Instagram and they, they take pictures and stuff. And I'm like, why is the sky gray? Like, What's going on in California that turned the sky gray? Isn't the ocean over there? Yeah, and the sky is supposed to be reflecting the ocean, right? Isn't that how it works? I, I'm not a fucking astronaut, dude. What are you talking to me about this? <laughs> but it's good to be back. Yeah. How you been? Oh, you did know, we say our names? The queen. 
Yes. You then you okay. went and got Arthur. Yeah, I'm already lost. This is a weird episode. Yeah, we usually record on Sunday when we both don't do fucking anything. But uh, I had a long day of work, and I'm sleepy. I'm the opposite of usual. Usually I'm hungover. Yeah. We're a video yeah. game podcast. Video games. The premier co-op video game podcast, actually. I mean, there's not that many of us out there. No. And it's the best one hosted by us. So, Nave, what have you been playing this week in our, our weekly gaming journal? Well, so since I had a couple of extra days, this is going to jump into, like, the what did Nave buy section a little bit. But um, usually... I'm a week behind on what I've bought because the sale, the store updates on Tuesday, usually like for sales and stuff, like some sales are like, you know, they'll come out on Friday and just be throw everything out of whack. But, um, since we're recording on Tuesday, we hit a second round of sales. And so I got a little bit more stuff, but I got a little bit more game time in too. And since I did that alphabet challenge, I kind of been in the mood to get some gamer score. You know what I mean? But I don't want to like, oh, no, you're back in it. I don't want to like, just go and, play cheap shitty games you know i want to have fun while i'm doing it so um you got to see the aftermath of this but a game called metal hellsinger came out on game pass and within 24 hours i had gotten all of the achievements in that game that's pretty do you fast. know do you know anything about this metal hellsinger game uh i've seen it on, listed on game pass but besides that no because i've been disconnected from poor gaming over the last week well Deathloop came out today on game pass so Really? I'll have to play that. I've heard mixed reviews about it. I've downloaded it. I mean, apparently it's good if you're a casual gamer. It's bad if you're a fan of Arcane. So it's like, I'm kind of in the middle there. Because I've never beaten a Dishonored game. Uh, I beat the shit out of Prey, though. There's something about Prey. So I'm thinking maybe since I'm... You know how we beat the shit out of Elden Ring, and then I went back and retroactively played Dark Souls, and I was like, oh my god, I understand everything. You know what I, I mean? I get it now. It falls into place. Yeah. Well, it's it's more like Dark Souls 3 was that, and then Elden Ring was me knowing how to play from the beginning. But yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Arcane. I, they have their own style, so I think maybe I'm going to go back and play the other games and like be like, oh shit, I, I get it. What was I even talking about? Metal Hellsinger. Metal Hellsinger. You don't know anything about this game? No. Is it a shooter? It's a first-person rhythm-based shooter. Do you remember whenever I was uh, praising... You BPM? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was When I was praising uh, Beats Per Minute, um, this game is just like a more flashy version of that. And it's got sing- it's got vocalists from... I don't think you're going to know any of these bands, but uh, the, sing- the vocalist from Arch Enemy, the vocalist from Ginger, Tatiana... Uh, they got the vocalist from uh, Trivium, uh, Serge Tankian from System of a Down. Okay, I know Trivium. I know that one. I know Serge. Okay. They, I mean, there's crazy, like every song or every level is like just a full song and every battle arena is just a section of that song and you're just playing to the beat of the song and um, it's it's really fun. It's intense. I mean, it's exactly the kind of game. It's like, what is Nave's favorite games? It's Doom Eternal and Rock Band. Well, here we go. Nave... <laughs> Like that, this little game was literally made for me. This is the only game that may come close to being like contender for game of the year for me. That's a that's a bold claim. Just in the middle of the year like that too. Well, I mean, Elden Ring had it. Elden Ring's got it. Like nothing's gonna be better than better than Elden Ring. I don't give a fuck about you dumb, idiotic Sony players that are playing God of War, going, "Oh, look, he's got the theme in the yeah." And then he's just sad dad. He's just sad dad. That's all of your games. Elden Ring is special, and this game is special. I want special games. Is Elden Ring not about a sad dad? Uh, what is Elden Ring about? <laughs> <I forget. laughs> we never read that. 
We never okay, got so there, to it. There I don't was think. a space gummy gummy bear monster that came out of the 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 man woman that had the broken heart and the yeah, sword. And, and then Sephiroth uses the meteor, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that part. We broke the floor, but then there was Hollow Earth. Oh, <laughs> and then we more? went to Hollow Earth. I was thinking about like, okay, I'm pretty bad at Final Fantasy VII, but they broke the floor and it fell on another floor. So like one city fell on another city in Midgar. Uh, yeah, yeah, that happened at the beginning. <laughs> You're okay, right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. All right, we we did it. And then we had, we had to get out of town. Yeah, we had to get out of town, and that's exactly how Elden Ring. Elden Ring just ripped off Final Fantasy VII. I might have to walk back the game of the year talk. Uh, Metal Hell Singer is amazing. I completed a second game, Philip. Got a thousand. Whoa, two games and in two one games. Week? Two games in two days, actually. Oh my god! Uh, you must be so, a pro gamer. But this other game is a lot easier than Metal Hell Singer. Metal Hell Singer is hardcore. I don't know if you looked at it, looked at any of the screenshots or anything. That's kind of a game where you don't learn a lot from the screenshots. You got to kind of see the game in motion, like hear the game. So like you can do that later. I mean, it's on Game Pass, so go fucking play it. You're gonna love that game. I think uh, it's addicting. But um, Paratopic, this game that I bought like maybe three episodes ago. Do you remember this? You made fun of it. Paratopic Soul Suspect? No, it's just Paratopic. Don't confuse people. Okay. <laughs> that What is that Soul Suspect game? Wasn't that like a Sherlock Holmes game? Oh, it was Murdered Soul Suspect. But no, there was one that I think you said the title, but the full title was like Paratopic Paranormal Detective Agency or something. I don't fucking know. Like it, it's it all it all just jumbles up in my head now. Paratopic, though, is just kind of like a PlayStation 1, Nintendo 64 graphics era. It's kind of like mimicking a Silent Hill E feel. Um, it's more of a adventure game than any other kind of game. Like, it is technically a first-person shooter because you do get a gun, and it's in the first person, and you do get to shoot someone. But um, Nice. Nice. Uh, game of the year. Yes. So I guess it technically is in there. But it's more like... It's it's just a very obscure narrative, and it's very, like, it jumps around a whole lot. It's kind of got that, I was going to say Quentin Tarantino, but, like, there's no s real storytelling, kind of. It's very, like, there, you just have conversations, and then it jumps to a completely unrelated event, and then it jumps to an unrelated event. And as you play, you're kind of like, oh, these are unrelated. These are all, like, intertwined somehow. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. really know what's going on. Like 30 um, Flights of Loving. That's all I really want to say. That game, the Paratopic is like five or six dollars, uh, at least on the Xbox Store. I'm sure it's the same everywhere else. And um, it only takes like maybe 45 minutes to complete. You can't even save the game. Like you have to play the game in one sitting. It won't let you save the game. So if you quit out of the game, you have to restart. There's no save points or anything. So it's it's that short uh, that they're willing to do that. It takes two playthroughs to complete it, uh, minimum. But I mean, you can just play it over and over, and there's like a whole bunch. It's like there's dialogue and stuff. There's this. It, everything's really weird because I remember you talking about how everyone has like five pixels on their body. Well, they're really, really leaning into that. There's like one scene when you're talking to someone in a diner, and the camera zooms in, and the the mesh of the model is not put on the body right, and they're using that. So like he's turning, but the model is standing still, like his mesh is turning you know what i mean so his yeah. face is literally like coming off of his face oh it's my, really that's cool awesome. yeah it's like it's like purposeful though you know it's like yeah. it's obviously purposeful because the only thing you can see is his face because it's zoomed in so close so it's like it's like some kind of surreal weird dream um that's definitely how i would describe it um but i don't want to talk about the story at all because since it's so short just go ahead and experience it it's really cool um other than that 
Do you want to talk about your games? Because I put way more games than you. So, because I've been, uh, I've yeah. been playing. I I've been alone. I've been on the road, so I didn't have my Xbox. So I've been playing Shining Pearl, which I got from the library, the Pokemon game. I took Red Dead back. I couldn't play it anymore. It was too boring cowboy game. But I started you playing. just had to get to the amazing point. And the, it's like, oh, man, Philip. Okay, go on. I'll go back for it later. It's in my backlog now. But Pokemon Shining Pearl, the remake of Pearl, I really poo-pooed this when it first came out because I tried it. And it is a lot better than I thought because I... I don't know, maybe it's because I didn't have to pay for it at the library, <laughs> but paying, I think it was like a full $40 or something like that for this would suck. Paying like $10 for this or nothing, this game is fantastic. It changes the way that you think about games. Like that's been a big sticking point for like video game reviews whenever you get, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, but video game reviews whenever you get the game early. Like uh, Sacred Symbols, the PlayStation guys, they don't actually get their games early they don't interact with pr at all so they always buy their games on the day and then they just have their review late and yeah. they talk about how uh it definitely it's in your head you know what i mean like it's it's something you can't erase getting the game for free rather than having to spend hard-earned money on it well i was and already I think like that on the it fence about it go on sorry what yeah, i was on the fence about the game like way back when when it first like before it was released it leaked online and i may have watched a streamer play it and <laughs> and i was like man i'm not gonna pay 40 bucks for this because i love pokemon but this is not worth the, the time but you know it's now six months later and i'm playing at the library and it's great i recommend it go out there and uh get it from your library don't buy it it definitely it's like it's it's the argument with game pass too isn't it I mean, I think a lot of games I'm a lot more lenient on because I didn't have to pay for it. Even though I'd chill out, I'd, like I just said, I just spent six bucks on that Paratopic game, which could have been hot trash. I could have been tricked by the screenshots. I had no idea what that game was. I was I was just like, it's so cheap. It wasn't even on sale. It's just so cheap. I'm like, why not? And so, because uh, I, I like going out on a limb and finding out games like this. But it's like, if this was on Game Pass, I would probably be preaching. I'd be like, please, everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just an hour. Just put an hour aside. It's but, a lot um, harder to say. Go out and spend $6, everyone. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it makes me think of... Uh, uh, anyway, we're going to go on a tangent. What's your other game? Power Wash Simulator. Oh, Maybe, yeah, never I've mind. Been play, <laughs> I've been playing it on a Game Pass Cloud on my phone. And it plays pretty good on the phone. Surprisingly good. And you remember what? when With I'm like, With all of the Twitch oh reaction times you got to have watching the oh. skating rink? Back in our review, I was like, man, why can't we play clean it? I've cleaned like four airplanes at this point. There's so <laughs> many airplanes. Like I've, I've, I've watched like a Sphinx in the desert. There's just like you get wild with the stuff you do at this point. I'm so deep into the game. I don't know how many levels I've left, but it just keeps on going. And I cannot give up at this point. I'm sunk costing my the rest of the cost all the way till I beat this game. Well, if and they're going to go full forever. cuckoo clown mode on like the things you wash, why don't you have a fire hose? Like maybe those guys I were know. right. But uh, just to step on a backlog buster to clean it out, Nave, I did not change my percentage at all. I'm still at 9.4, but I did complete a game. Nave, did you know there's games on Netflix now? Yes. There's one game that I heard of where, like, it, if you want to go to the... It's like a visual novel, I think, but if you want to go to the next page, you have to blink. Yes, that one's on there, too. I was looking at that. I'm like, man, that is that is interesting. Yeah, when I heard about it, I was like, hmm. <laughs> Maybe I got to re-up my Netflix guy just to see what this is all about. I mean, I might just let you log into my account to play some of these games, but it's interesting to see these Whoa, like premium you're gonna mobile get banned. games. You can't account share no more. Oh, whatever. Oh, they're mad. <laughs> We're they're talking about mad. streaming Pokemon games earlier. 
But there's this one game called Lucky Luna, where it is a platformer where you do not jump, which I know we're like, okay, but there's a lot of platformers out there that are interesting with uh, Super Meat Boy, Celeste, um, Sonic 2. What are the other ones? Impossible Cube. Kawami. Yeah, all these great platformers. But hey, this game, I put screenshots in, but sadly the screenshots do not do it justice because it has the Celeste level graphics of the the bits and the bytes. I don't even know. What style is this? Maybe like 32? I mean, it's pretty. It looks like um, like the second one gives me like Uncharted vibes, but then the clouds look like they're from Wind Waker. Yeah, it's like cel-shaded pixels. It's a very nice game. I recommend it. I beat it in, I think, maybe an hour and a half. It's short, but you know in Celeste how it counts how many Celeste bodies you throw into the grinder? Like no. how many times you die in a level? Well, it does. No, I, I think I only played Celeste for about 40 minutes. Before I was like, yeah, this is good, I'll get back to it. And then I forgot it existed until just now. I think it might be at the end of the level. You see like a Super Meat Boy counter of how many times you died. And it's less, it'd be like 139 on one level. And I'm like, oof. And in this game, (laughs) you get that high level of deaths. Because I'm like, oh, it's a mobile game for casual gamers. Man, I was like sweating while I was playing this. Like with it's like, because it's all, you know, swishing. What's it? Swiping? Swiping controls for the platforming. And yeah. it gets wild. And you think, oh, how wild can it be when you are you can't jump? Well, that means you're just falling. So you just spend all the time, like, falling, and you can, like, air dash at the same time. And it just gets it gets really good. I recommend it. Go play Lucky Luna on Netflix. There was this one mobile game that I can't remember what the game is called, but it's about breaking up. And it's really interesting. It's, again, it's one of those games where it's, like, I mean, it's only, like, $3 on the phone. I wish I could remember what it's called. Cause I don't have it downloaded because I beat it and deleted it, but it's like, um, ah, oh, fuck. See now, does it look like a mobile, like a messenger app or something? Uh, no, there's, there's, there's art and stuff. So it's weird. It's like artsy fartsy kind of game, but it's like you, it's a puzzle game where like you're moving the speech bubbles around and like matching together. And it's like, Oh, it's like you're having a conversation. You know what I mean? And like the character falls in love and then suddenly it's like, it's storytelling through game mechanics as well, because eventually you get to the point in the relationship where it's no longer working. And then it's like you, you are constantly getting the wrong pieces that to, for the speech bubbles and you're oh, not able to complete it that's interesting yeah and then like yeah so it's like and it's only like a 20 minute game it's like two dollars on the phone i wish i could remember i think i heard of it from the play along podcast uh from ben i i'm pretty sure that's who uh got me onto it but um speaking of the play along podcast uh i'm gonna be on an episode and philip i slept through the episode for the first like hour oh my god is this the same one that i got the message from when yes. I was on the road, they're like, "Can you can you get in contact with Nate?" I'm like, I can't get in contact with Nate. You can't contact him. <laughs> I can't contact him. Yeah, if he if he's not replying to you guys, then he's off the grid right now. But uh, I was uh, hungover asleep, and then I woke up. Just I just woke up, and I was like, "What time is it? Where's my phone?" And my phone was in the living room going off, and I'm just like, "Okay, uh, I'm an hour late to that recording that I said I'd be there for." That's a little you jerk. embarrassing. Yeah. Boo. Ooh, you're supposed yeah. to be professional. You know well, we get paid for this, right? It, we do technically. What was I? What was I talking about? Man, I wish I could remember what that fucking game was called. Is there any way to see games you purchased on Google Play? I don't know. Do I look like a mobile gamer to you? Yeah. See, the, I'm not. I'm. I'm just gonna look real quick. Um. All right, well, while you're doing that, uh, my backlog is not has actually gotten bigger because I got Double Kick Heroes and Portal Two from Xbox. And then I spent my Microsoft points to buy Final Fantasy Chaos Slayer because I don't remember the actual name of it. 
uh, Final Fantasy Origins Chaos Edition. I can't remember yeah, the name of it either. Wow. Stranger, oh, Stranger Paradise. Paradise. That's, That's it. it. The Cursed Child. That one. Uh, yeah, I bought it with my Microsoft points. Everyone, if you're not signed up for the Microsoft reward point thing, just don't, go do it. It's easy money. They give you like 50 cents a day just for clicking on stuff. You don't even really have to click on stuff. If you are spending money in the Microsoft ecosystem, you get a bunch of points. That's how I get all my points. I mean, we have a whole section of what did Nave buy. I think you get like 10 points for every dollar you spend. And I think I spent like 25 today because of the indie games. And so it's like, yeah. it's... I don't, <laughs> I mean, it's it's super easy money, and you're just getting like I've literally never paid for uh, I haven't played for Xbox Live Gold since this uh, initiative came out, like legitimately years Incredible. ago, like maybe eight years ago. For eight years, I've been getting gold, and now I'm getting Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and I'm buying sixty dollar games with, and I'm getting Philip sixty. Like Philip got that with this with this points because I was threatening him that I was gonna get it to get him with the sixty points. And these games that I bought them, we still haven't played. And this is why Philip was like, don't do it, Nate. We're not going to play them. And I was like, no, Meanwhile, we will. Yeah. I look at, we now have Final Fantasy. There's also Risk of Rain 2. Um, there's another one in the list. I think you you bought me. There's like, we have like four games that I just have permanently installed on my Xbox that I scroll past as we're like, we're going to play Fortnite this week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad idea. It's we, had, we just have so many. There's so many co-op games, everybody. It's never going to fucking end. All right, I'm never going to find that game. I knew I wasn't going to, so that's kind of sad. Hopefully somebody knows and they'll write in maybe. Um, I've been getting back into – I've been listening to a podcast, a brand new one, because I just have been we're, – we're, we're ramping up to Final Fantasy VIII. We are doing another one of those. Did we announce that? Is it okay to talk about it? Yeah, go talk about it. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, Your show. We're so fast and loose. We don't communicate at all. But um, it's like uh, that – music thing that we're doing that we still don't have an official name for i guess um, oh, listening together classic listening together yeah we're right <laughs> on the nose it's like we're going for final fantasy 8 so i've been listening to the to the soundtrack like at work just randomly and every single song i just instantly remember what's going on in the story and i'm just like god what is going on in this story actually because i just genuinely don't really know because these final fantasy games get crazy and so, especially this one. This one's kind of a, a little insane. So, um, I've been listening to another podcast, of which I can't exactly remember the name of either. It's not a big one, though. And it, they're just dissecting the story a disc at a time. So, it's like a three-hour episode for one of the discs of Final Fantasy. And oh, there's God. four of them. So, I'm like halfway through that. And it's this. – I'm just like – they they're coming at it from like they're like uh they have like degrees in book learning i don't know oh, <laughs> like so they're like narrative experts yeah well they're for for, for novels so they're doing oh, that okay. and applying it to video games so i was like that's interesting also that's actually interesting then yeah and so they're t they're constantly talking about because and they've also played this game when they were younger so they were like everyone hated these characters but they keep these characters are like supposed to be like 15 and 16 there's like teenagers they're in high school, you know what I mean? It's a high school for killers. That's where they, they they're, uh, the story takes place. So, um, Anyway, yeah, I've been in a Final Fantasy mood. So I went back, and I'm trying to get through Final Fantasy IX. I almost restarted it. Um, I got to this point. There's a point where you have to do the Terra Master card game. Um, and I don't like it, because I don't understand it. And no matter how much I try to learn, I still don't understand it. It's like... It's like chess, but all the pieces get to move wherever they want all the time. So You know what I mean? But it's just a card game, and you have to do a tournament. And 
you have to win like the first two rounds. You have to win. And I just couldn't win for some reason. And I was losing all my cards because they get to take some of your cards if you lose. <laughs> so it's like a cycle. You just get worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, I, I, I kept not wanting to do the – I would start the game up after like five months. I would see where I was at. I would go, ah, I don't want to do this. And I would stop playing immediately. This is what I'm talking about when I say like when I get, when I get real mad at games, I have to get through the bad part because if I don't, then I'm just never going to beat the game because I'll come back and I'll be like, oh, I don't want to do that. So I finally just sat down and pushed myself through it. And um, this game is adorable, dude. You haven't played Final Fantasy IX, have you? That's the one with Vivi in it, right? Yeah, with Vivi. Vivi's the okay, fucking I've played coolest about story. 40 minutes of it up to the, the ship crash. You... I highly dude stop your stupid Final Fantasy 13 2 bullshit oh, is garbage it's terrible and get on this fucking Final Fantasy 9 because Vivi's story is captivating it's actually unironically art dude <laughs> like it's so thought-provoking it's really fucking cool all right I will not do that I'm gonna finish 13 2 first you're so dumb uh well so wait i had something for this so you were talking about the pokemon aspect of 13 2 but now i was thinking of another game but i don't remember what it was and i didn't write it down shit ah fuck there's another game that released on game pass recently i think as oh you're talking about ninu kuni wrath of the white witch yes there it is why don't you drop that fucking final fantasy 13 2 and play nino kuni dog well, Nave, if you listen to me, I actually have been playing that on the side. That game is incredibly long. I think I'm like 48 hours into it. The whole time we were playing Celasta, Crown of the Magister, I was, when it wasn't my turn, I was playing Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch or whatever. I thought you were playing the second one. That is the second one. The first one is. No, the Nino first Kuni. one is Wrath of the White Witch. What? The second sure? one's not available on Xbox. Yes, Philip, because I never played the second one because it's not on Xbox. <laughs> I played the first one on PlayStation 3 way back in, way back when. But this is Wait, 100 million percent. Am I playing the first one? Is it? Is it a? Are you a boy or are you a girl? You're a boy. And You're you playing have the first a... one. Oh, okay. It's good. That I it, it's good. <laughs> okay. Well, you you were like I keep I, I I was like I vaguely remember you talking about the second one. I don't ever remember you talking about the story though. You're just like yeah, I'm playing this and it's cool. And I'd be like yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so is the second one on Game Pass now? No, I think it, it is coming out on Game Pass soon, like in 2023, and then it's leading up to the third game being released. But the second one is the Studio Ghibli was directly involved in the first game, like which is why the fucking cinematics are absolutely gorgeous. They're breathtaking. Um, the second game, which I again have no experience with, um, was not in, had had no involvement with Studio Ghibli, so they went their their whole their own way with it. All right, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I knew this game was released on Game Pass, the first one or whatever, and it's like the director's definitive edition or whatever, remastered. Yeah. And this actually kind of put a put a little a wet towel on my flaming heart for this game because I've been playing on the Switch, and the Switch, as advanced as it is, whenever you get into those Studio Ghibli cutscenes, you can tell the frame rate drops to like 18. <laughs> also, they do that thing with old PC games where they like box in the screen so it's even smaller than it actually is. They like drop the resolution for the cutscenes. How is that possible? They're just cutscenes. What's going on? I think they're saving space because maybe they can't fit it all in the cartridge oh. or something. I don't know. I, I, don't know I what always it is, forget that Switch uses cartridges. Yeah, they, they drop it. It drops in quality significantly. Yeah, I'd almost and, rather just have the game streamed like 
what is it control i think control is a streamed game on the switch so that's one thing i'm like would i want to restart just for the better graphics you what about so you know this reminds me not it's the same guys that does control what is it uh remedy yeah, Remedy. Um, they the game before Control, uh, that Xbox exclusive. What was it called? Oh, Alan Wake. No, the the one after that. Prototype with the, Two. With the TV show, you know what I'm talking about? Oh. I think it starts with an S. Steven Universe. I don't know. It's there's a game they had where there was a, t- a concurrent TV show at the same time, right? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Quantum Break. Quantum, Quantum Break. Quantum. Doesn't even have an S in it anywhere. No S in that entire name. Um. Quantum Break, you could download. So you can download the uh, TV show portion, and it yeah. is like 45, 50 gigs extra. But or you could stream it, but at like a way worse quality. You know what I mean? So it's like, wouldn't it? Do you like more companies need to just kind of figure this fucking shit out with the with the storage and everything? I know the the Switch is notoriously bad about the storage too because they're using those dumpy little SD cards too, right? Yeah, I don't know what the max size on those cards is. But Probably it, pretty big. Sometimes they yeah. have problems. But that's the thing is, like, they install it locally when you put in the cartridge. They're not playing it off the cartridge. Oh. Well, that's yeah. not good. <laughs> so the cartridge the is just for DRM. Oh, God. Physical media is dead. Why does everyone care about it? I don't... It's dead. Oh, my God. It's fucking dead. I'm just disappointed. Final Fantasy just, IX is cool. Yeah, just talk about your games. See, the, here's the problem with these games. Um, the the modern ones have all of these cheat codes that are like immediately accessible, and they don't turn off the achievements. Final Fantasy seven or Final Fantasy eight and nine have huge cheat codes which do disable the achievements. I'm pretty sure, but they're so easily accessible that it's hard to not do it. Like, it's really hard to not do it. It's like playing Grand Theft Auto 3 and not just, imp- after you die the first time, just inputting the give me all the guns button. You know what I mean? Oh, a uh, quick little tangent about that. Back in Pokemon Pearl, because I have saved data from Arceus and from uh, Let's Go on my Switch, though, it when I logged in, after I completed the first gym, they give you a, a Mew and they give you a, um, what's the star version of Mew? You know? Celebi. No, that's the that's the plant version of Mew. There's a there's a star one. I have a pretty good guess. Jirachi, the Star Warrior. I would have never go. in a million years guessed Jirachi. Yeah, so they give me a Mew and a Jirachi, and I'm like, well, uh, this is a novel experience. So now I'm playing through the game with Jirachi as my main. <laughs> I mean, and it is overpowered. It is so good. I don't know, but yeah, I understand. There's one there's one cheat code specifically that's amazing and it's the it's like it turns the frame rate to like 600 you know what i mean but it makes it like to where mistakes are gonna happen like you're gonna make mistakes because of that oh is this like a fast forward yeah yeah and it's like everything is like instantly happening essentially but it's final fantasy 9 is the active battle system just like final fantasy 7 is where if you sit there the enemies are just gonna keep taking a turn you know what i mean so you have that little bar and so um, the alternative is you have another cheat where it makes it to where you don't take damage and your limit break always shoots up. I don't remember what it's called in this game. It's not limit break. But every single time you start a fight with this on, it's called trance. Everyone immediately goes into a trance. And whenever someone goes into a trance, there's a, like a five-second cutscene. This is five-second cutscene when it's fast-forward in times ten. You know what I mean? Really? And so it's really big. long. 
and it happens four times at the beginning of each fight and each fight triggers about one second into the overworld because everything's going a million miles an hour right and so it gets really annoying but that's the only way to keep yourself from dying the and, and then there's another one where it's like you can do nine 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 damage with every attack but that is the most boring thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I do want to experiment with these abilities and I don't want to have to just – because it's like I accidentally – I made a party and I forgot I didn't have a healer. Like there's like two characters who can heal. Didn't take none of them because I wanted to level up two of my other characters and I just forgot. And now I'm trapped in a story sequence. And so it's like I have to – you can't just use a tent. And I have health potions. Everyone's got like 3,000 HP, and I have I have high potions that heal 300. And so oh, I'm like, God. oh, <laughs> this is unsustainable. I have to cheat now because I've gotten myself in this situation because I was also cheating before, and I'm just it's like it's just enabling myself. You know what I mean? But Final Fantasy IX is really cool. Honestly, I'm just playing for the story at this point, anyway. So whatever. The everything it um the 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 special mechanics about this game it's like uh lost odyssey where you learn skills from your equipment yeah. it's very very cool it makes me want to go back and play lost odyssey again but i just have so many games on my backlog i'll just listen to someone review lost odyssey or something and pretend i'm playing it but um final fantasy 9 is good uh the other game i am playing i'm starting back up is uh danganronpa 2 have you played danganronpa 1 no, I mean, I feel like 30 minutes into it. Well, um, so there's this thing on Defining Duke where they're desperately trying to... They tried to get this one of the hosts, Lord Cognito, to play Danganronpa 1. And he got through the first chapter and he hated it. Um, and he didn't hate it. He's like, this is okay, but I don't want to play it anymore. Well, that game is like 40 hours long. And Danganronpa 2 is like supposedly like 60 hours long. And then the oh Danganronpa God. 3, which just released on Game Pass, and is like 40 gigs for a visual novel... But, um, so it, that game is apparently like 70 hours long. Like they just keep getting longer and longer, but apparently the payoff for Danganronpa 3 is just so good. So it's like, I think I need to, while I'm doing Final Fantasy 9, I just need to get into Danganronpa. So I'm juggling Danganronpa, Final Fantasy 9, uh, Judgment, because all of the Yakuza games coming out, there's three of them that got announced, Philip. Did I you saw, see any of that? Yeah, I God, saw. We're eating good out here. But also, there's not enough time in the world to play all these fucking games, dude. Dongarapa 2 is really fun. Um, I don't remember anything. So, like, I think I got to the, ch the second chapter. I think I got to the end of the second chapter the first time. I played it on the Vita. Uh, I broke my right analog stick on my Vita uh, playing the Killzone Mercenary game. And so... I thought you were going to uh, say one of those rhythm games. No, um, I, I played the shit out of a bunch of rhythm. Like, I, there's a Hatsune Miku game and a uh, and a Sinren Kagura game, which is just a booby anime game. But it, there's there's rhythm games for those two. Well, obviously Hatsune Miku's like Vocaloid, so it's obviously a rhythm game. But yeah, I I played the shit out of those. Um, but it, no, it was Killzone Mercenary that broke my my uh, analog stick. What a classic too. Danganronpa two is like a. It, it's something I'm really happy I'm going back to because this is some good, good shit. And I, I, I absolutely love this shit. If you, if you like Ace Attorney games, uh, you probably already know what Danganronpa is because it's so big. But it's basically like a bunch of, a bunch of high school kids who are the best at what they do. They're in the most prestigious high school in Japan. They get locked in the high school and they have to kill each other. That's the only way they can get out. And then they have to have a class trial, like an Ace Attorney style. 
And um, that's the first game. The second game takes place on an island. I don't know about the third game because I'm, I refuse to look into it. But um, yeah, so it's interesting too because this game is so self-referential and it's also really meta. It's like breaking the fourth wall all the time. Um, like uh, it's it's like playing with your emotions too because the art style is so similar. Um, it's like the, all of these characters are just face swaps and hair swaps of each other kind of. And they're playing with people's knowledge of the first game by making characters similar to the characters that they look like but then like it's like red herrings like everywhere so it's even in the very first trial i was like okay i know how this person died it's pretty obvious like they keep they keep directing my attention to a specific thing i know it's but it's the who done it that you're after you know what i mean because yeah. it's like it was obviously this guy and then something gets revealed while you're while you're investigating and you're like well now it's like 40 percent this guy 35% this guy, 5% this guy. And then you're like it's it's like always moving. It always is moving. Like you never know who done it until close to the end and that's something that I really enjoy about the game. And so hopefully it keeps that pace up. Uh like I'm I'm really enjoying the first trial. I'm not even done with the first trial cuz I forgot these trials were like 3 hours long and I thought I could get done, but it was like 1:45 in the morning last night or this morning and I was still playing the trial and I was like fuck dude it's so verbose like just get it over with a lot of talking a lot of reading yeah well this is and the problem is is like because if you if it, the the thing is with a trial is if you figure out who did the killer is then they get executed but if you point out the wrong person then everyone else gets executed and then the killer gets to leave that's not a spoiler that's just explained in the in the first chapter but um uh that means that you have to beyond the shadow of a doubt figure out who the killer is so you might go an hour already knowing who the killer is and just arguing with the killer like breaking down his points like point by point of uh, all of his alibis and stuff and so his or her i don't know it's it's really cool uh but other than Rampa, i've really been playing forza and skate been forza horizon 5 and skate 3 specifically and just vibing out and these have just been my chill chillax games and i don't know i know philip you haven't played the hot wheels dlc because it costs money but um wow is it so fucking cool man it's so relaxing it's it's like it really gets into like the childhood you know what i mean playing with these hot wheels on these orange tracks and like the story mode of the DLC is just is it's just a documentary of how hot why Hot Wheels are specific ways and like Hot Wheels lore and like trivia really? and stuff while That's, you're racing. It's so it's cool, dude. Yeah, it's like why why is the track orange? It's because kids really like orange. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, you know when they made it, it was like cheese puffs. You know they took this stuff that was supposed to be cow food and they deep fried it or whatever. Yeah, they talked about like you know you know the little you put a double A battery in it's got the rubber wheels yeah, the spinning rubber wheels and yeah, it shoots the, the car. They're talking about like the the invention of that and stuff like that on a level where it's like emphasized, so you're constantly hitting those and going upside down and you're like literally defying gravity in that game. It's so fun. Like it takes that arcadey nature of the Forza Horizon series, uh, like the that branch of the Forza uh, franchise, and just triples it, quadruples it. You know what I mean? It's really yeah. cool. And then some of the tracks, like you'll get the magnet tracks where you're just driving at a 90 degree angle all the time. Or like you'll get the ice tracks where you're slipping and sliding everywhere. You're like doing ramps over the clouds and stuff. It's so fun. But um, skate is all, skate is 
kind of the opposite, where it's incredibly stressful. <laughs> but there is it's technical. It's so technical, but it's like I I'll play it for like 20 minutes trying to do a photo, and I'll just be stuck on one photo, and I'll be like, I do not understand why every time I ollie off of this curb, I go a millimeter off the ground and then instantly face plant into the street, and then I'll Google it, and everyone is just like, this is by far the hardest photo, and I'm just like, oh, well. I'm going to do it because if I – but it's like if you play skate and just skate around and just do nonsense, it's another just really relaxing game where you just flip on a a, a, a Spotify playlist of like skate music or something or old school hip-hop beats and just like listen to that while you're skating. And it's just so fun. I've just been vibing out. Yeah, Since, I mean skate's still on my list to go back to. It's really good. I, I don't think Skate 2 is available for purchase, so that's a bummer because – I, I almost beat Skate 1, and I was like, I'll just do Skate 2, and I can't do it, so whatever, I'll just jump into Skate 3. It doesn't matter. What does it matter? None of this matters. Well, what what, what did you buy? You haven't covered all the games that you bought. Oh, Jesus. All right. Um, speed round. Speed round. Um, Orange Blood. Google this one, because this one's pretty interesting. It's uh, It's like an RPG maker, JRPG kind of thing, and it's like anime girls, but they talk like fucking hood rats. It's, it's, it caught me so off guard. But they use AKs, and their equipment is sneakers. <laughs> so they, you're like, oh, I got the J's of uh, – or I got the Adidas of ice resistance plus 17 and the AK-47 plus 13 piercing damage. And I'm just like, okay. And like it's, it's like one of the characters is like a like an eight-year-old child who's a DJ. <laughs> and like every – This almost of looks round, like um, – uh, what was the Squid Gun game, Squid Kid? Squibs, Whittles. Uh, uh, on Nintendo, Splatoon. Yeah. yeah, this almost looks like a Splatoon type thing. Like a pixel art Splatoon. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty. It's a pretty funny. I mean, in premise. art style, not in gameplay. Yeah, it's it is it is just a JRPG. Um, I want to bitch and complain though because there. So I went underground and there's enemies and I was like, oh, I'm gonna grind down here and I ground grinded for like an hour, right? And I found a dog and I was like, cool, a dog. And it's like, do you want to rescue the dog? I was like, yeah. And it's like, okay, take the dog to the exit. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And I there's an alleyway going down. It's a 2D game. And so I went down for a second. I talked to the hookers that were down there and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And I went back up and the dog that was following me didn't follow me down and I couldn't oh, get no. past it. So I got trapped in that alley with the hookers. And I couldn't get past the dog. So I literally, and I could and there was no save point down there. So I literally just wasted all that time grinding against the Yakuza that's down there. And, um, oh, that aggravated the shit out of me. But the, the soundtrack's kind of bumping a little bit in this game. Uh, it's pretty nice. Um, I think that's the only one that I've played out of all of these. So 35mm, I'm assuming it's 35mm. Uh, it just looks like an indie survival game. What it reminded me of is it looked like a Russian uh i will survive or do you remember that game what i'm talking about that one's on my list i think i own it but i've never played it it's like about the earthquake i have no idea what this game's about again this is just from screenshot shopping uh so and it was cheap um all of these were cheap except for the last one castlevania advanced collection i think that was like 12 dollars. it's just castlevania games i don't really like castlevania i've never really given it a chance so um I don't think these are the games to do it on, but I, I'll give them a try at least. Will Die Alone is uh, so it's it looks like just an indie game with like uh, 
like a minimalist indie game kind of thing. You know what I mean? And it's like $3. I think it's probably going to be like maybe an hour long. One of those things. You know what I mean? Uh, I think this just came out. And a cane as well. Which is, do you remember uh, I made a game with zombies in it? Yeah, of it course. Looks like, it looks like that, except you are a, a cyberpunk girl fighting the Yakuza in the cyberpunk future with like a pretty cool soundtrack. And so I'm like, and it is also like four dollars. So I'm like, the, all of these like really cheap indie games. Like let's let's, I it's 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 wild that I'm even seeing them on the store. First of all, you know what I mean? Because there's so much garbage, like clogging everything up. So whenever I do see something that catches my eye, almost always it's like a Kimco game or something stupid. Like it's or I click on it and it's just really cool cover art. It's like the back in the NES days. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? The and it's like everything. a doo-doo butthole game. Like Mega Man. Like why, yeah. is, why is a Mega, Mega Man the like opposite? That? <laughs> I bet the Mega Man cover definitely lost some sales. Oh well, that. it was still really popular. Was it? I mean, I think I that think was so. probably just word of mouth. I think people were just like, "Hey, forget that stupid art that it has." It definitely doesn't look like that. All right, let's move right into our Patreon. Thanks, Mike and Cone. If you guys want to support us, go support us on Patreon. Nave, what's in the Twitter? Um, nothing. Nobody. Well, let me go look. I've got some notifications, but nobody wants no to talk cares about, about World War One. Yeah, no one knows what this game is. It's, it's fine. I don't. It's 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 like a. It's it's good to have an episode about it. Get it. Get people's right. attention on it. Let's take a break and then we'll hit our game of the week then. Boom, 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 boom. You know, when you were talking about being a pro gamer, getting your gamer score all together, uh, when I was shopping for your birthday gift with Jana, she showed me one that I kind of regret that we didn't get, but we got you something better, so don't worry about it. But it is a t-shirt that just has a game controller on it, but the game controller is SpongeBob. And that's the whole shirt. <laughs> what? <laughs> SpongeBob space on, on a game control. And I'm like, dang, it's pretty good. Because we're like, man, look, we got to get him a stupid gamer shirt that says something like, uh, I think there was one that was like, my schedule is a, like, step one, wake up. Step two, play video games. Step three, oh eat. God. Step four, play video games. Dude, my mom unironically like still buys me that shit. Like, I wear it's those so shirts to, to work because I don't care about them. I, and then people will see me and I have a shirt that's like, uh, don't talk to me, I'm gaming. And it's like a controller. <laughs> and I'm just like, God, this is the yeah. worst shirt ever. But this is what I'm going to wear. Because if I get caught on a thorn bush and it rips in half, I will be glad oh, that it wasn't my Opeth t-shirt that I got. At I a, found, at or a tour. Jan Jana heard me yelling about this and she sent me the thing. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. I'll try. But oh my says, God. It's like a GameCube game controller. Like, yeah, I game like a boss. <laughs> It's SpongeBob is a. Do they have that in adult control. sizes? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it looks like they do. It's on Amazon. Uh, that that makes my brain like twist in weird ways. I don't know what the fuck I think about that. Um, right. There's these dude. There's this like uh, creek that I drive over every day at work, and I don't know if there was just like a turtle orgy that happened, but there's a <laughs> billion turtles. It's not funny because. I am constantly driving past dead turtles oh, no. on the street. The I'm always seeing just exploded turtles on the street. It's to, it's so bad. I've never seen a vulture in my life, and I've there are like three vultures that just made a home on this on this like creek that they just live there now. And like it's so it's it's pretty cool. Like if you stop on the bridge because you can look down and you will see literally a hundred turtles. It's insane. But this is the problem: is that I have a I have a conscience. All right. And so 
I will, if I see a turtle, I'll just pull over, I'll grab it, I'll move it to the side of the road, and I'll be like, all right, cool. But I've done it so many times, I'm just thinking about all the hours wasted. You know what I mean? It is at least one hour. It is at least one hour wasted rescuing turtles. I'm about to stomp these motherfuckers myself. If these no. guys just keep getting in the road, <laughs> like, I don't know Mario what they're doing. I definitely have saved the same turtle twice, at least once. <laughs> I don't know what they're what thinking. What are the odds? Um, it's, it's, it's so sad. Uh, I don't know. And then you pick them up and they're like, Oh, please, Mr. Human, don't do this. You don't have to do this. And I'm like saving its life. And then it just probably turns around and goes right back into the road. God, these stupid little animals. It's, it's so sad. The worst thing was, is that one time I didn't save a turtle and I, uh, was, I was doing the, this, it's this weird area where I have to turn around and kind of do a 180 and then I go back on my way because the mailboxes are on different sides of the road. And, um, when I was doing my 180, I was looking down and I could still see the turtle on the road and there was an 18 wheeler coming. And I was like, I was like, man, I hope the 18 wheeler doesn't hit that turtle. And he gets in the other lane, right? He's like going, he's in the oncoming traffic lane now. And I'm like, oh, that's nice of him. And as soon as he gets next to the turtle, the turtle just goes, it flies away because of the the (laughs) wind or whatever. (laughs) Yes. It's like you kicked a soccer ball. That's what it looked like. He just went into the bushes and vanished. And I was like, oh my God, the, the turtle died. Probably. No, he's okay. He's got the shell. <laughs> I don't. It's know, like when you're but... skydiving. You wear a helmet to protect you in case you the parachute doesn't work, right? Yeah, it is insane how much like like how much eighteen wheelers change the air around them. My my uncle broke his spine because of that. Driving a motorcycle next to an eighteen wheeler, like that's real. <laughs> he has like a, a metal spine now. He's a cyborg. But um, man, that was. It is funny when I'm describing it, but when I saw it, I was horrified. I like, I just stared at this spot where the turtle used to be for like a minute straight, and I'm like, you now every time know. you drive back by that creek, you're gonna have regrets as you just like look out there and think Dude, about the turtle that was lost. I hit a deer. Did I tell you about this? No. Is the deer the, the, okay? Yeah, because I stopped really good, but so I mean, the, <laughs> it made the front of my truck a little bloody, but um, it was like. I was driving and then suddenly deer it just out of the bushes. Yeah, oh my god. That's how it works. And so I hit the I hit the brakes. It stopped right in front of me naturally. It just did not continue moving. It just wanted to die like a lemming. And um I mean, long story short, every time I drive past that spot, I look at those brake marks on the street and I'm like I hit a deer right there. <laughs> and it's like god. I don't know, man. And I and I was like, it, what was so funny is that there was a second deer. Like its brother watched that happen, and it and I got out of the truck and I looked at the deer on the ground, and it, it was a, it was fine. It kind of like limped into the ditch and rolled down the hill. <laughs> that was not a fine deer, mate. <laughs> well, I don't know, I don't know, but um, it wasn't there when I came back because I came back like forty minutes later because I had to go the other way. Because the turtles got to him. Yeah, the turtles <laughs> ate him to death. That's probably why there's so many now. They repopulated with all the extra calories they had but when i got out i watched the deer kind of like limp into the into the ditch and i turned around and saw another deer in the woods and it was just staring right at me and and it's just like i'm just thinking about how this deer is going to tell all of its deer children about how the humans are horrible evil people like there's some kind of lore that 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 comes from this how his cousin got eradicated speaking of terrible evil people we're back and we are talking about Izonzo. But first off, let's start by saying we did, in fact, receive two free copies of this game. 
to review ahead of time from the good people at Black Mills, Black Mill Games. Thank you, guys. So sure uh, this is going to terribly skew our review. Uh, just so you know, we are biased. I'm sure they're happy that right before we start talking about their game, we're talking about turtles and deer dying in the roads and stuff. I'm pretty sure uh, we didn't wait. Isn't the I think we brought up Hitler before we even read the beginning of the of the show or the 9/11. Well, is, what did we talk World about? One. Uh, oh wait, are we talking about like in the previous? Yes. Like last week? No, today. Know, the beginning. Someone said something, and I and I heard it, and I was like, "Of course, we brought it up. Brought that up. So we got it up so early this time." All right. Anyways, I Zonzo is how it's pronounced, like Forza with a zont uh, noise, I guess. Well, Philip, hold on. Before I, this is gonna leave my head. I want to tell you this. What? <laughs> I promise we're gonna get to the game. But um, how how long do you listen to a podcast until it's over? Like, do you I'll, listen to all the way to the end? Do you listen to the credits and stuff? I, yeah. Okay. Here's how, what I usually do. I get to about maybe thirty seconds from the end, and I will tap the fifteen seconds forward button, and then I'll listen from there. Because like once it's like the theme music is like in full swing, I'm usually like, all right, I'm out of here. And then I'll listen to see if there's anything at the end. If there's nothing at the end, then I'm out. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, so the reason why I ask is I don't listen. I probably don't listen to in, the end of any show except for the snark tank. And the, the reason why is because it's a really crude humor show and they read their $25 patrons at the end. I sent you yeah. a video where one patron over the course of like five months changed his name every week to the lyrics of uh, Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley so that every week Chris Reagan would read more and more of the song and then he put it together over a karaoke version of the song and it's really funny. But the only reason I'm thinking about this is because I, just, I said 9-11. But some of the names at the end of their show are so fucking hilarious dude like um the one i'm thinking about from 9-11 is there's one just recently that always gets a laugh out of me and it's the name is uh the man uppercut uppercutting 9-11 jumpers before they hit the ground <laughs> it's just such a stupid visual i don't know why it's so stupid it's like a mortal combat scene i don't know and then there's another one that's uh to infinity and fuck my asshole <laughs> I just fucking love these names and they just get so angry <laughs> they just get angry at all of these people that force them to say the stupidest stuff like they'll make them do tongue twisters and every time chris reagan is he reads it really slowly and really meticulously and he's just like every time he's like i'm just scared they're gonna accidentally get me to say the n-word or something <laughs> like that. i'm just always <laughs> looking for it i'm expecting to be tricked i'm sorry Bam we gotta Diesel. get to this game eyes <laughs> on so from Black Mill Games, developed by M2H and Black Mill Games, which they are known for Verdun. Uh, this game was released September 13th, so it was very recent. And the Steam description is, Ferocious Alpine Warfare will test your tactical skills in authentic World War I first-person shooter. Battle among scenic peaks, rugged valleys, and idyllic towns of northern Italy. Nave, you played Verdun, right? Yeah, I played it with my friend Victor. It was kind of like yeah. a uh, a cooldown game because we played so, sweaty stuff back then. But you're telling me Verdun wasn't as sweaty as Izonso? No, there was something kind of casual about it. Like I'm sure there are people who like are really hardcore into it, but uh, for the most part, we were we would kind of just have a couple beers and just kind of catch up, just talk to each other for a while. Um, it's like low risk because it's like it's it's a it's a large scale battle. We'll talk about it later, but like all the maps are like large scale. And so it feels like 
your contribution isn't huge and you not being yeah, there isn't that much of a big deal. So it's like, uh, it, it takes a lot of pressure off of you. It's not like Call of Duty for it's not like Halo Infinite when you're in four v four and if you're screwing up, you're probably the only one screwing up and everyone sees you screwing up. <laughs> you're at the bottom of the leaderboard and everyone's like, "Look at that Doctor Tuv, uh, fool!" Like, like he got he one doing? kill and nine deaths. I always bring it up, and then whenever I'm losing, I never say anything. I'm like, mm, mm. <laughs> just focusing. Meanwhile, I have a baby in my arms at the same time, and I'm just like, I'm doing my best. You got a switch right. in your other hand. You're playing Nino Cooney. <laughs> <laughs> you you got me. Uh, this game is a first person shooter, and I really want to highlight what style of first person shooter this is because it is World War One, but different than like Battlefield War One or whatever that game was. This is like they went hard on the realism to the point where I look at Halo and I look at Call of Duty and um, what was the other one? Apex, where everyone is like sliding and wall jumping and doing all this crazy stuff. There's none of that here. None of that silliness. You are a dude with a giant backpack with a gun that can only fire, I don't know, one round every, you know, three seconds. And then he takes five minutes to reload. This is a slow shooter and it gets my heart pumping when we play this game. There is uh, something really interesting about that. I mean, it definitely means that you do need to keep with your teammates. You can't, like, doing that lone wolf shit doesn't work too well unless you're literally just going to be a sniper, in which case the game definitely does puts clamps down on that. Like, you can talk about that later, but um, it's a uh, it's an interesting experience, like, walking into an area and seeing two people and just going, well, I lose. <laughs> yeah, which is like it's very like, realistic. I know I, guess. I can shoot one of them, and maybe I can stab the other one if just by chance both of them fire their guns and miss. That's my only hope is that maybe they XCOM ninety nine percent chance miss this point blank shot, and then I can get another chance at killing them. Or they get me the same way you got me a lot of times because we didn't play on the same team a lot of the time. But um, uh, if you aim down sides, it, the game won't let you shoot until you're done aiming down the sides which takes a second it's not call of duty or halo or I, i'm thinking more of counter-strike where counter-strike will you can hold down the aim down sides button and then shoot as the animation's happening and you still have the aim penalty of not aiming down the sides you know what i mean yeah but um this game it's won't like let quick you do scoping. that yeah yeah yeah. It's, it's just like quick scoping in call of duty it's how it works actually it's exactly yeah. like that you can't do that in verdun so, and you will die because that precious half a second was taken that from half a second matters and just the physics of the gun matters. We talked about this before in our last episode, but you talked about, I don't know anything about this weaponry, this classic Italian firearms, but there's many points where you can take the gun, fire a shot, and then if you need that time, instead of rebolting and putting another round in the chamber, you can then stand up and stab someone with your bayonet. But what sucks is then you did not load a, another round into, into the firing chamber. I don't know that much about guns, but then I'm like, all right, I'm ready to shoot again. Because I shot a guy, stabbed a guy, and now I'm ready to shoot again, but I didn't reload my gun. And so then I, I aimed out my sights, and then I go click, and nothing happens. And I'm like, oh no. Uh, one thing I noticed is that when, if, you don't, uh, if you don't eject the cartridge from, your, uh, from the gun, then there'll be like a red mark on your ammo counter, like it, informing you that you still have an empty cartridge in the, in the chamber. It's really cool. Yeah. Let's talk about how the classes kind of break down because there's two different forces fighting. I don't know anything about World War One, but I assume there's Italy on one side and someone else on the other. The uniforms are like blue and gray. It's 
really hard to tell people apart. Yeah, especially when you can change the way you look and you yeah. can you can be on blue team and wear gray. It is very frustrating. That is a horrible experience to like turn around, see a gray guy and be like, ah, whatever. And then you turn back around and then you get stabbed in the back. Literally stabbed with a bayonet. Or beaten to death with a shovel. There's multiple classes. Each one usually has like a passive benefit. A lot of them have kind of like crossover and weapons. But the notable ones are basically like the soldier, which is just or like the normal fighter, pretty much a the rifleman. There's that, the sniper, and the officer. I feel like those are like our three main interesting boys. The rest of them is like, oh, you can move slightly faster. They have like a pathfinder, the mountaineer, I think it's called. Or the other one is a uh, engineer. You're able to destroy and build things slightly faster. But let's talk about the snipers. Whenever we were playing the the uh, the pregame before it was released, there was points where me and Dave were getting in sniper battles. I don't know if you actually use the sniper class with the scope, but no. there's a limit. There's 40 players in the game, like 40 players, I think maybe 20 on each team or something. I'm not, I don't know how many players there actually was, but there was a lot. You are limited to one sniper on each team, which that feels almost like a hero class at that point because you're the one guy with a scope. And I was using the scope and whenever we were basically bot matches, I was just blowing people's heads off with that. It's incredible. Yeah, whenever we played this before it was released, there was only ever like two or three people on the entire week that we had the game. Like, not at one time, like you, at separate times. Usually there was no one. We'd play like one or two games like by ourselves. And, uh, and every now and then there'd be a rando on our team, which would force me and Philip to usually have to switch teams. Which honestly was fine because it became kind of a funny game of cat and mouse of because there's one guy on the enemy team that isn't acting like a bot, and the yeah. bots are dumb. Yeah, the bots are bad. But in the actual release of the game, which you can play in offline, you can play this game like you can choose not to play online, which I love that ability. You can play with the bots if you want to. Yeah, if you're gonna have bot, okay, if you're gonna have bots, then you might as well like be able to use them whenever you want like because there are bots in the game when you're playing online also as well like the game is never like a huge battlefield and there's only four people on that battlefield it the game gets populated with bots like titanfall style and um i don't know i mean that's probably for the best because that would make these fights really painful it's like playing a big team battle match in halo uh master chief collection but there's it's a 1v1 so you have to find each other on that huge oh, no. ass map it'll be it's bad terrible. Uh, so there's snipers, which I feel are pretty godly. Then the officers, which these ones are really interesting because they are equipped with a handgun and a flare gun. Nate, did you use the officers any? No, I literally, I, the rifleman was the first class I saw and I played it the entire time I played this game. I never changed. All right. Well, let me explain the officer to you. So you have your little cowboy pistol, which is terrible. Like I tried using it half the time. It doesn't kill when you do hit. So you got to hit him like twice. And at that point you're already dead. It's really inaccurate. But the flare gun, this is interesting. So you get to artillery style, like SP from World of Tanks, lob it into another part of the map. And that is your targeting point when you call in airstrikes. Because you can go back to your command post and call in airstrikes and gas attacks and artillery shellings. What all these like different flavors of attacks that you can use using your team's limited resources. Or I think they regenerate over time but you need to mark the target before you can call in the blast, which I thought this was incredibly interesting. Yeah, uh, I don't have any experience giving that, but I have received many an artillery strike and many a mustard gas attack. Yeah, you're only limited. To, I think there's only two officers per team. They're the ones that are able to place like waypoints to, 
They have abilities where they're able to like make everyone spawn in a wave so that everyone will attack together, I guess, or they respawn faster. I enjoyed playing the officer because I'm I was I was pretty bad at shooting people. Like to be honest, Nave, almost every shot I did was from the hip. So all those times I did kill you, it was just luck. <laughs> Whenever I, I'd run around the corner and be like, ah, and just like fire my gun. This game, uh, it does, if you really are into that, like, bolt action, single shot kind of gameplay, and there's something really rewarding about this, because the the shooting, it's fine. The, as long as you're not shooting at a bot, because there are many times where I was positively sure that I shot first and shot the bot, I would hear my gun go off, and I'm aiming directly at their body, like, right in the middle, center mass, and, like, then I'll just randomly get killed by the bot, and it's like... Of course, because they're connected to Google Fiber, essentially. Like, they're they're mainlined into the system. There's no latency for that guy, but... Yeah, uh, that covers the classes. Now, this is World War One, so there's a lot of trench warfare. Nave, this game feels like war is heck, the game, because bullets are always flying around you, and your character literally, like, ducks his head automatically if a bullet flies near him, which I thought was... That was pretty interesting. I mean, pretty feels pretty good. Uh... Now, let's talk about the gas attacks. Whenever the gas comes down, you need to put on your gas mask. That is some of the most like claustrophobic, immersive gameplay I've seen in a while. What's really interesting is that the like it's the HUD element of having the gas mask on. You have it's obscuring a lot of your vision, but also there's the two eye holes that you're obviously looking out of. They overlap in the middle, like similar to how your vision is normally. And that's just so much better than the alternative of having just two circles and then that center area where you're clearly supposed to be aiming. Like it's yeah. the only it's like I don't know why I was surprised about that because it just seems like so natural when I'm explaining it out loud. But um, it, it's 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 cool. And the gas, it gives me like a real Silent Hill vibe, you know, like you can't see but a few inches in front of you. And it's really easy to just get ganked because like. It, it, it makes you want to just get in a corner and hide and just wait it out. But sometimes you have to push through it. Yeah. And back to this game feeling like war is heck. The amount of screaming that comes from the dying soldiers is horrifying. Especially during the gas attacks. Whenever someone will die and you just hear death around every corner. <laughs> and you, <laughs> That's what you hear. Like, I, just need to, I just need to take this point. I just need to stand on it. But you see that apparently there's like three other soldiers on the same point as you. And you're like, I really hope they don't find me. I hope my, my buddies respawn and come help me because I don't think I can take down these three guys. It's like, what's the, it's like the opposite of ASMR. Yeah. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's like, Oh God, it's so loud. And it's like, uh, it's what's really cool. Like, have you ever like been entrenched in a defensive position for a while? And like you, like there's a bunch of dead people around you and you just start hearing the, the flies and the bugs. Like, the bugs just get so loud. It's like, and you're just like, God, I can't hear. I can't hear because the bugs. Yeah, this game is just, it's really immersive. For a game that's, like, you know, not one of the modern Call of Duties, this is, you know, a, like, I don't want to say lower tier game, but this is, like, under the radar. Well, like, whenever I say, like, hey, you guys heard of Verdun? You know, crickets. No one's heard of Verdun. No one's heard of Izanso. At least not in my circles. Well, I think I think they embrace that. Like this is yeah. I think they this is the what is it, the niche market that they're going for, this time period uh first person shooter, which I think is really cool. And like I think these games deserve to exist for sure. Like oh, it gives even them though some freedom 
to actually like follow their vision. I probably would never con- like describe this game as fun, but it's not really fun that's engaging you. It's kind of like the incremental push. You know what I mean? Because each match is one team is defending an area. It's just conquest from battlefield if you're familiar but you're just constantly trying to take a base push forward a little bit more and once you get entrenched in that area you can fortify it with guns and spawn points and then push forward a little bit more and it's just taking control of areas like that where um you're not like actively having fun like maybe it's like one cool thing philip said uh, last week he was talking about Every eight minutes, you have two minutes, of, or it's like every ten minutes, it's eight minutes of boredom and ten, two minutes of fun. You know what I mean? I would say it's more like nine and a half minutes to thirty seconds of fun in this game. But really, you're not like engaged by the fun. You're being engaged by the meticulous nature of the mechanics of this game. Because, like Philip was talking about before, when he's talking about the trench warfare and immediately left turned into the gas attacks. Uh, the trench warfare is something that I was really fascinated with because as is human nature, I was really curious why I wouldn't just get up on the top and just start running along the side. And that's because you die instantly. Yeah, you cannot climb out of the trenches. It's like, why would I be in a trench? Because that's just a straight line. All they have to do is aim straight and then shoot me. These trenches aren't just straight lines. It's not just, it's not a moat around a castle. You know what I mean? These trenches are winding. They're constantly turning. And at first I was like, this is so fucking aggravating because I can never, like, you never know someone's coming up on you until like right, until they're there. But that's the point. If you're a real human being, that's what you want. You don't want to just be shot fish in a barrel. It's like it it inherently takes away from this fast, frenetic first-person shooter environment that we're so used to in the modern day. But it's it's such an interesting thing to look at and like examine from like just a curious curiosity point of view, where like. The moment you, the moment you get out of the trench and you get to where the barbed wire is, where no man's land is, you find out why it's called no man's land, and it's because of all of these entrenched Gatling guns. That oh, those guns are insane! They're the scariest. These, this game is scarier than Agony. Do you remember that game? That try-hard scary game with the uh, it's in hell it, and everyone's was, naked uh, and shit. Extreme. Uh, it's it's supposed to be extreme. It's like it's like this the horror version of that hatred game. Do you remember that? I only talk exclusively hatred. in references. It don't worry about it. It's it's a bad okay. game. It's okay, but anyways, it's like this game is actually scary if you try to like get your mindset. You take some mushrooms and play this game, you're going to be in a ball in the fetal position crying because you'll be thinking this was real like people did this like people just walked into no man's land and died and because hopefully their friend behind them it's like you think about the implications of all of this and like all of the screaming all of like the gas attacks and stuff because that was just totally fine back then it's like i I, like i i don't remember i think it was in hardcore history where i was listening and they were talking about um uh, in World War One, when they would use like gas attacks, and then the wind would suddenly change, and the gas would come back at them, and they and they're just like, we're dead. We weren't expecting the gas to be here. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. kill a bunch of their own soldiers. It's like that's it's so insane. It doesn't make any. It, I can't even like imagine it. Yeah, like in the Air Force, we have yearly seaburn training, and. I'm trying to remember, like, at this point, it's hard to remember the training. They always like, you have about eight seconds to get your your mask on or you, you're you going to die. And it, when you put the mask on in the game, it feels like it takes 
eight seconds of just one, two, three, as you see this yellow cloud of, I guess, the mustard coming towards you. And I'm like, yeah, I might not make it. Well, almost always, if the gas attack lands and you aren't already putting your gas mask on, you're already dead. Like, you're not going to have enough yeah. time. But it's also really interesting because I think they do yell out that the gas is coming. But um, it's 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 interesting. Like, since you know what putting on a gas mask is like, I own a gas mask as well from uh, Afghanistan, I think. It, or maybe it was – it had to have been Afghanistan because that's where my body armor is from as well. And um, that is impossible to put on. No, no, no. Uh, my dad just gave him to me. I don't know. I don't know. He knew somebody. He gave him money. They gave him that, and then he gave that to me because he'd be like, "Teenagers like this, cool. right?" And then I was like, "This is really fucking cool." <laughs> like, yes, keep giving me the shit like this. This is really cool. Um, but um, dude, gas masks are insane to put on. Like, you, it's not like boop and then it's fucking done. Like, you you play Metro Twenty Thirty Three. It's fast because it would be annoying if it wasn't fast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in this game, when you press up on the D-pad and accidentally put your gas mask on, and then you die because of it, because it takes a twenty seconds to take your gas mask on and then put it off, like right after. It's it, you understand, but this game, like Philip was saying, is very meticulous. It's very uh like it's like dark souls if you press the attack button twice it's you you're gonna attack twice like no matter what so like if you get if you decide you don't want to dodge or whatever i'm trying to say you know what i mean you're committed to the button yeah, press. you're committed to your moves which this is where uh, one point i want to talk about is like realism is a really hard line in games because you make a game very realistic and you have like full difficulty Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is near impossible to play unless you're like a master at it, you know. But then you look at like not very realistic games like Halo and everyone's just arcade moon jumping around, sliding, climbing, clambering, all that stuff. I think like this game walks the perfect line of realism in a shooter because it is not painful to play, but it's not pure fun. Yeah, you never have to clean the barrel of your gun, you know. Yeah, it's not Far Cry 2, to put it that way. Good lord. Did you ever see that video? Like, there's the, what is it? I think it's IGN uh, post this. There's this one guy who, they're always, there's milk in this guy. But um, he is a weapons expert in in the UK, I think. And he always does videos on, like, these are the, we he's like, look, examining weapons from this game. And he did the he's Far like, Cry 2. The Assassin's Creed blade never would never work like that. Well, he's he, specifically for guns. But um, oh, okay. he, there's one interesting one where he looks at the, the failures in Far Cry 2, like the catastrophic gun failures, like when they're blowing up in your hands. And he's always yeah. just like, holy crap. <laughs> like, like, how, how did that happen? And he's just he's like, OK, well, this is weird because how would it explode and only this partly if it would explode only this part, probably. And he, he would talk about it. it's I love shit like that, which is why they keep uploading shit like that. But <laughs> because yeah. people like me are watching yeah, it. But, they're like, yeah. obviously, this is what people want. Dude, the algorithm is so smart. It's horrifying. It just always knows. It just always knows. Did I, I, knows I mean, it's I like, you know, it was like that's that one time. I think I told this on this on the podcast when it happened. But it was like, um, <laughs> it was like a bear, a, t a bear kills deer. And then in parentheses, it said no annoying music or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> what? And then I clicked on it to just just to see if there was annoying music because it knew someone <laughs> dumb like me would be like, why? And then I went into the comments trying to ex like I was searching. I was like, why is that in parentheses? Like, what was their complaints? What's going on? And everyone in the comments is like such a majestic creature. Like this is a, a glorious kill. And I'm like, where am I? <laughs> Like what? 
no one's gonna talk about the the the, the music comment the weird like, just, title yeah it's like are people putting dubstep over bears killing salmon <laughs> like what the hell's going on <laughs> that, that would almost be worth a watch though like it just they drops the second watch. he slips out of the water <laughs> Dude, I love singing music. That's like our entire Instagrams turned into that. Philip, have you looked at our? I posted like five times on accident yeah. today. Yeah, I, I saw the um your Lego, not Lego, your car on orange track. Track car. Uh, did you see? I posted yeah. more stuff since then. Oh no, I haven't seen anything after that. But one thing I want to highlight is the algorithm. For some reason, all the Red Dead stuff kills. What's up with that? It's super weird. And no, it's not just Red Dead. It's just whatever's popular. So, uh, Red Dead. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege does well. Um, the uh, Fortnite video did well. The uh, Fall Guys video did well. Like it's just popular shit. But everything else just doesn't do very well. And it's fine. It's whatever. I mean, I would Press like some decent Ocarina of Time online. Yeah, it's like, oh, cool. I got seven thousand views on this random thing. I didn't put too much effort into. And then we post a clip of like something genuinely fucking funny happening, and then it gets like forty views, and I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever. Because I know those forty views. Well, at least 20 of them were people who actually give a shit about us. So they're like, it's not just randos on the internet that saw it for a second and then flipped past it. You know what I mean? Because those, I yeah. think those count. But um, go look at the Instagram real quick. Look at this picture. There's a Subway. I ate Subway today. There it is. My trash that I just leave out. Right, I believe you. I see the proof. No objections. Um, uh, uh, look at this picture. This was like, there's a picture on the, what is it? The glass counter or whatever, where you order your sandwiches. Read it out and describe that to the listeners. This is on our Instagram. If you want to get Wait, to it before Philip gets to see, it, are you it's talking obvious. About which one? The Kiri one, where it yes. says we are currently out of Italian herbs and cheese bread and meatballs. Is that Subway? Has, yeah, that's at Subway. You can see the Subway thing next to it. The Subway is this menu a, order online. Like the Oklahoma Subway? Yes, that's the wow. Subway right down my street. Someone's hyped for the new Yakuza games, probably. Maybe it was a meme. It's the it's the Baka Mitae, uh music video, the Dame Dane, Dame no. like that uh that, that music video that became just a huge meme for like a week, and so um it, they might just be referring to the meme. It might be that thing where it's like you know I oh you're the guy from Fortnite, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> and it's oh, like I don't know if we actually said it's Kiryu. Yeah, it's Kiryu it's, it's singing. It's a picture of Kiryu. It's really cool. And what was sad too was that whenever I saw that, I took a picture of it, and then ladies like the lady with blue hair, like in like shaved sides of the head, and I was like, "Hey, who put this up here?" And they're like, "Oh, I don't know, one of our coworkers." And I was just like, "Oh." And so she had no idea what that was. So it's like, I was just like, "Oh, that's that's pretty funny." And she's like, "Yeah, we don't have meatballs." And I'm just like, "Oh, that's not the part. <laughs> that's not the part I'm talking about." Be like, "Look, buddy, just buy a sandwich and leave." Yeah, and I was wearing my KK slider with the Japanese all over it. I was wearing that T-shirt, so I was like, "Oh, maybe I'm just gonna have a genuine connection here." But no, they're just doing their job, which is fine, because I don't like it when people talk to me when I'm doing my job. <laughs> Feel like you're the mailman. A guy walks up and you're like, "So I heard you guys were out of meatballs." Say, "Hey, how about B Bill C fifty nine three? And I'm like, "Oh, uh, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Politics, yeah, the, right? Yeah. Sports ball, sports ball. Goodbye. Have a nice day." All right. What more? Do you have any more points? Did we hit everything? Uh, oh, it's I hit been it. an I hit hour every... and a half, dude. There, I'm gonna be honest. There's a point. There's like four or five points in this episode where I forgot we were doing a podcast. I was just talking to you. <laughs> I was just explaining things. I covered all my points. I just, I don't know, just to recap. This game is incredibly immersive. Whenever you're out there, I wish I had the full like VR goggles or something because this might be the go-to World War One simulator. 
because it is like it gets my heart pumping every time you go around the trench and you see like three guys standing over there like crouching waiting for you there were so many points where whenever i did i might like sniper out and it was just me against you i'm just looking over the trenches because i know that you were also looking over the trenches and i was just looking for the one person that's not a bot blindly running into a hail of bullets and like or standing still yeah even if you're standing still you're not a bot and so i'm just like i see you not moving just being careful i'm like all right, easy kill. And I just like take you out and you're just like, oh God damn it, Philip. There's like one time when you were in a uh you're in one of those little bunker things, the little pillbox bunkers. Yeah. And then I shot you and you're like, where were you? And I was like, I was right I was right outside the window, like where you probably would <laughs> never look. Like I wasn't on the path. I was just right there waiting for someone to show up. That makes me think of um I don't know, just like the Wolfensteins when you're like rushing the bunkers and stuff like that and you throw grenades through the window. We were never a high enough level to unlock grenades, but I I, I kept looking at them on the progression screen. I'm like, maybe one day I'll yeah, be that was the strong weird thing. enough to use a grenade. I was like a level nine rifleman and like, it was like, you unlock this at level six and, I, and I'm just like, how do I, how do I? <laughs> how do, do I have skill points? What do I have to do to get this grenade? Because this looks amazing. I would love to have a grenade, please. But uh, it never let me use it. I don't know. I just had to use the ammo box, which I never used. Yeah. Oh, there's these really cool things. Like, so um, we talked about Dead Man's Land, but one really cool thing. And so specific classes have specific abilities that only they can use. Right. So when Philip was the officer, like there are enemy Gatling guns that are entrenched that are uh, entrenched in some of some parts of the trenches. Uh, if you're the rifleman, which I always was, you can destroy those. Or sabotage them, and then someone has to come by and fix them on the enemy team. But Philip couldn't do that when he was an officer, which is really cool. That means that the rifle – its the riflemen have a use. The riflemen have another use where uh, there are specific spots in the no man's land where you can go prone and fucking crawl your little – uh, 19 or 1920s ass up there and then grab this really <laughs> long stick with the pair of fucking scissors at the end. on it yeah it just and skizzer them murder those uh murder that wire, wire. and then yeah. make a third path through the thing um unfortunately every single time i noticed that it was usually in like an upper area so it was like there were the main areas that are kind of down like trodden uh, paths and then this middle area that's kind of up a little bit which means you're a little bit more of a prime target but um, it seemed to always really cool. be a minigun pointed at these these little bits too, just ready you, to mow anyone that goes over the hill. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Brink. You remember uh, in Brink, Brink how there were like sub sub objectives you could go for that didn't actually progress the team forward, but it like just made something else easier for your team. Do you remember any of that? No, I do not. I don't remember Brink at all. Besides, you could parkour. Yeah, I I liked Brink unironically, ladies and gentlemen. But um. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's it's similar to that. There are some things that you can do. Like there are, I mean, as riflemen, you can drop ammo and stuff, which never is really relevant because you're usually not alive long enough to need more ammo. You spawn with like 95 bullets, and then you, and it takes like 10 seconds to reload. So, good lord. But um, another thing we should talk about before we go into the final words is the map design. And oh, I'm not dude, talking yeah, about like, insane. I'm not specifically talking about like the uh how it in in a gameplay sense i'm talking about the the literal geography of each map it looks like you're playing in like lord of the rings middle earth with these mountains it looks like skyrim if you just took like one section and then put like a european village on it there's one part like there's this one you're talking about that mountain i'm thinking of the same area where um it is so vertical 
that I was getting – I was feeling vertigo when I was running up it. Like I was like, this is insane that people wore all this like fucking shit, this huge backpack, and had the guns and then walked up there while people were shooting down at them. I'm like, did this happen or is this just like a made-up scenario? Because I mean in either way, even if it's a made-up scenario, it's still really, really interesting how like – uh, like majestic it looks i've never seen a mountain in real life i live in oklahoma so it's like i'm looking at this like this is an insane area to like there's this one guy who does skateboarding videos i can't remember his his, his youtube name but uh he, he basically is like i'm gonna try this trick out and he's like I'm, i want to learn this trick and then he just does a montage of him trying attempting the trick it's like attempt 100 it's just a, a, a hyper cut of it and there's yeah. always like a beautiful landscape behind him he lives in like europe somewhere and i'm just like i, I couldn't imagine living somewhere like that but then again i take pay i take pictures of the plains out here with the beautiful blue sky and white fluffy clouds and people are like you live there and i'm just like oh i guess i just forget how pretty it is here too so i mean i don't know i guess the nothing is pretty as well well nave you raise a good point that we should discuss apparently all the battlefields are historically accurate and in the loading screens i know the loading screens are incredibly short but they put reference photos of like actual war photos of like uh i don't yeah. know if you remember the map with the bridge i know they specifically had a picture of that bridge yeah, you know, yeah, I know like you're talking about. yeah. Or like the mountain one, they do have pictures of like the all the soldiers climbing over the rocks because they have like these like spire rocks that you're climbing around as you go up the mountain. It looks like a magic a magic gathering card, or like a I don't know, like sea cliff or something. I mean that's a that's a good comparison. Like magic lands, because they're usually just big landscapes. It's 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 a really cool I mean that's a really cool point in the game. And you mentioned I have to hammer this game now. Because you mentioned the loading screens are short. That's if you actually get into the fucking game. Because something's going on. Where Whoa, me and okay, Philip... hold on. Hold on. The developer emailed oh. us about this. They sent out a mass email at, like on day one. Specifically highlighting that they know Xbox One is having issues with players connecting to matches and crashing out of mac matches. And they said they are working on a patch. Specifically Xbox? Specifically Xbox One. Oh, It was a very large patch. Or patch for the game this morning that was like multiple megabytes because i was like i'm gonna get still, on and play some mm, still couldn't connect it's still not working today oh, yeah man. i got the patch as well i thought i tried to invite you while i was eating my subway because i was like i want to get some matches in uh but yeah I, I tried two different matches i was doing the thing too because there's a button where you just press start on the multiplayer and it just connects you to the yeah, next fullest lobby and which is great but every single time i did it i couldn't connect and i don't know if it's an, a, a nat issue um, it makes kind of sense if if Xbox is the only version that's kind of fucked up, I, that annoys the living shit out of me. But it makes sense to me because I assume that these guys aren't American, right? Because Verdun is not an American. Uh, these this Isonzo and Verdun, it's like those are the places that these battles like took place, right? Like those are like the city areas. I don't yeah, know how Europe works. Be like the, the part of the country or something. I don't know. Yeah, like Verdun meant something to French people before the game existed. Like, if you said Verdun, they'd be like, oh, it's like the the uh, Battle of Bikini Bottom. What what do we have here in America? I can't. What are you talking what about? Pearl it? Harbor? What, Not what Pearl are you trying Harbor. to say? Well, yeah, Pearl Harbor, actually. That's a perfect example. There you go. Like, you say Pearl Harbor. If there's a Pearl Harbor video game that's similar to this, that is just a dime, I don't know what you would do. Shoot at planes and lose. Like, I don't know. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> but um uh i was thinking more of like uh god there's fights dude there's real there's there's 
What are any of them? All right, so there's the Battle of Little Bighorn. There's um. What is that? Uh, I think that was like an in, like back in like maybe French Indian is War. Fort or Knox, something. The French and Indian War. What in the fuck? I don't know. But oh, uh, breaking news! As of eight days ago, Focus Entertainment purchased Blackmail. The guys what? that made this game. Yeah, they acquired nice. Blackmail Sticks. So hey, get your company, bag, Blackmail. Yeah, focus bag. Because I was trying to see like it, like where the studio is based, but that was like the only thing that came up. Mm. I would assume they're European since they're so fascinated with these European venues. I think it's a venue, a war venue. Well, just have, being able to have knowledge that the Izonso as a place existed. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't know anything about Italy in World War One. That's what's so cool about things like this. I mean, like this game is very similar to Verdun. <laughs> But um, it's like it, it just—it's it, like oh, this could have. This feels like an expansion a little bit, but it's like it doesn't matter because like this, like you're still absorbing all of this, like tang- this this environment. Like I was gonna say environmental storytelling, but I mean like there's no story to this game. It is just you're—it's just a multiplayer game. But it's still like it would be really cool if they did have some kind of developer mode. Like you know how you can go through Portal Two and like look at the hit the speech oh, bubbles like and get developer commentary. Yeah, dude. Yeah. God, I love developer commentary. You you saw that Grand Theft Auto 6 leaked, right? Um, yeah, I saw the donkey video that didn't show any footage of it. Yeah, it's really funny. Dude, you know what's so funny about the donkey video? Is he was showing footage of video games, and I'm like, that's the getaway on the PlayStation 2. And he's like, this is actually the getaway on the PlayStation 2. And I like, oh, I knew almost <laughs> yeah, every yeah. game. I was just, I was like, that's Watch Dogs. Stupid. I was like, that's Sleeping Dogs. Like, I'm like, I just knew what game he was playing. I don't know what dogs. that says about me. Yeah, well, Sleepy Dogs. She's like, Molly's not a sleepy dog. She's trying to get to my... Hey! Did you see her? Going for your spaghetti and meatballs she, again? She was going for my fucking chocolate chip cookies, dude. Oh. oh, oh for, Yeah, I forgot there was no meatballs at Subway, so you couldn't have spaghetti Yeah, meatballs. no meatballs. Sad Kira, you picture, though. So almost worth it. I wanted meatballs, too. I was going to get a meatball sub. Oh, well. Um, fuck, what was I saying before I yelled at my dog and now I'm sad about it? Uh, it's just interesting that like as an American, I don't have much culture. So anytime I see like a snippet anywhere else, I am very interested to learn more about it. Dude, I'm, the always, sections. I, I'm always so happy to be able to like experience these like different things. Cause it's like, now I, I have the word Isonzo in my head, even if it's always going to be a replace or, or like inseparable from this video game. I'm going to like think about this. It's vi- it's very similar to uh, remember that Apollo, the co-op game that we talked that yeah. we talked to the the lead developer on. Oh, are we learning? Uh, well, that's the thing. It's like I don't know if I'm learning, but I have things in my head now. Like <laughs> like there I can there are memories I can recall now. So it's like of of random. Uh, There's one bit of trivia that's going to come up in your future, and you're <laughs> like, oh the the Isonzo Italian Front for 200 points or whatever and they're like why do you know that what is duct tape <laughs> they exactly they, yep duct tape. they used duct they, tape they to... saved them with duct tape i guess we have right. final words now yeah let's go to the final words and we're back Isonso, war in the north not the actual title it's just Isonso. i'll take this first one nave this game is worth a play it is currently being sold on steam for $30. We did receive free copies. I don't know if I would buy it for the full 30. I'm probably not going to play this that much in the future. This really just isn't my go-to style of game, especially right now where I'm working through my backlog. I probably will 
install later on the future, maybe if they stabilize it some more, or if we just jump in and play a few matches. But honestly, this game is probably not in my wheelhouse to purchase. But if you are into this, this might be better as a full squad game. I know me and Nave mostly just played either against each other or we played like on the same team. But if you had a full four-man squad, I feel like this game could really be a hoot and a half when you're like, all right, guys, we're rushing A, we're rushing A. Everyone, you know, respawn on me. We're all going in together like a four-man team. You just go in there, Gears of War cover style, and just wipe out a force and take it over. That could be where this game really shines. We didn't get to experience that. But if you are looking out for this, maybe see if there's like a four-pack on Steam if they give you like a free copy or something. That's something that for sure I wish I was able to experience because the game, the defense, the team on defense definitely takes advantage of the fact that nobody's really communicating with each other. Like even as far as if you are playing with multiple people, you can only be in squads of four. I mean, you can have you can have your entire team on your like people from your friends list, but it's like squads of four. As, as far as like, it's like Battlefield where you can spawn on each other. A lot of Battlefield influence from this game, which is fine. I mean, multiple times when we were playing this, I felt like, I, I said to Philip that I felt like this was just like a sequel to Battlefield 1942, which is an arcade yeah. game on the Xbox 360. <clears throat> Did I ever tell you about that? So I have I have people in the military, like like in my family that were, I don't want to say... I don't think they were in World War II because I don't know how far away that is. No, that's really far. I don't think it was World War II. Well, actually, I mean, I think my grandfather was in World War II because he was a Marine. Oh, that's possible. Like most of my family are military. I mean, Oklahoma City is a pretty huge military like area. There's a giant Air Force base here. And um, but uh, one day I was playing ni- Battlefield 1942. This is part of my final words, by the way. One day I was playing Battlefield 1942. And one of my uncles came in, and he's like seventy. He's like a re- he's like one of my mo- one of my mom's old like oldest brothers. You know what I mean? He comes in, and he's like, "Well, what are you playing?" And I'm just like, you know, talking to him about it. And he sits down and watches it for a second. And his reaction, I can only describe because I was not America. I was Japan, <laughs> and I was shooting oh, no. Americans. <laughs> yeah. His reaction was heated. That is how I would describe it. The fact that I could shoot Americans, it's like he was very upset about that. And it's like some weird kind of thing that I've always had in my head as far as like modern military is. Because I was like, I, 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 I'm I a normal person and like that's grown up in this, in this time period. I'm a normal millennial who can separate. I'm desensitized, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's desensitization as much as it's being able to separate fiction from reality. It's a little bit of both, I would assume. But um. It's like I wonder what this feels like for people in this area in this like time area. I mean, World War One is so detached at, from us at this point that I'm not sure if it's even like a huge thing. But one thing that it makes me think of is the uh, Six Days in Fallujah game, like that I haven't heard of in like a year. I I don't know what the hell's going on with that game, but you you you've probably heard of it, right? No, is this just you know a, a take on the modern military? It's like a literal it is a literal story from actual people who are still alive who were in Iraq like recently. <laughs> Can you play as the op 4 in it? Yes. Ooh, okay, see this is where I see it could be problematic. I just think well, about no I, Russian I said, every yes, time. Yes, I don't though. even know now. I don't I I suddenly I don't know if it's a if it's a multiplayer shooter cuz it's it's like a I know for sure you can play as Americans and it is like randomly generated so like it's like a 
not a randomly generated, but like there are buildings and they can be anywhere, right? And you're like clearing okay. out an area. I don't I don't remember what it is. And the game is they the devs have been silent for a while. Like I haven't heard anything about this game. And I've been really interested in it because again, it's like this kind of military, like like historical military game, like vi- like making it a video game. How is that? Like is that trivializing like human lives? Because we were just talking about scary this game is how scary Verdun and Isonzo is just thinking about it like like as if you were actually there like role playing as the soldier who's going to live for about 15 seconds before he gets his freaking neck shot out of his the back so of his fast. head yeah it's like um it, it, it's interesting now so now suddenly with that memory in my head of my uncle freaking out on me um it, it's it's yeah it, it's it's a little surreal like i don't know but it, but it's a cool experience if you can get multiple people sorry to get so deep suddenly i didn't mean to do that i don't i don't ever know where my stories are going until i'm at the end of them but um yeah so if you can get multiple people in this um you will be able to push objectives a little bit faster and since these lobbies are so kind of unbalanced like there's no mmr like you know like no one's playing this you mean game it's on a ranked level yeah you can't reach platinum hunter rank or whatever yeah, if there's a, there'll be like two people on the enemy team that have 72 kills, 12 deaths, you know what I mean? And everyone else has five kills and 17 deaths, and you're just like, what is happening? But um, if you can get your friends, you just got to push objectives, and, and that's how you win, playing the objective. It's, if you've played Battlefield Conquest mode, you know exactly what this is, but uh, this is a lot less of an arcade experience. It's a lot more of a simulation of uh, World War One. And uh, yeah. I think that's exactly what they were aiming for. Um, I'm sure that this is something that they would just be happy to hear, that this is what we took away from it. Well said. All right, Nave, what are we playing next week? Man, I genuinely don't know, man. Um, I assume because we – it is Tuesday, so we've already lost multiple days of game time. So we have to play something smaller. I'm thinking – or something that we've already played. So maybe Fortnite is probably yeah. the call. I'm thinking either Fortnite. There's so many stacked up on the list now. Uh, Fortnite, uh, Final Fantasy, Cursed Child. I really uh, want to... I think I think like maybe a couple of games of Fortnite and then of just dunking on Final Fantasy as much as we can because that's going to take us a minute. We still got Risk of Rain on the backlog. Um, what was there? Oh, Portal did 2 you, did you see Pass? today Origami 2 announced not leaving Game Pass no more? Oh, they're staying on? Good for they them. Fucking, I'm glad we rushed to finish yes, that game. We, we just dumped so many I, hours in. That's exactly what I said in the, in the thing. I was like, we our last episode was on you guys. You got us. Because we did it because you were leaving. And we really went ham trying to get through that game in a few days. But uh, I'm not too wor- I'm not too upset about it. Because I think the game is pretty cool. And I'm glad we did it. But at the same time, it's yeah. like, that's hilarious. Because I forgot that that's even a possibility. <laughs> like they, they just get re- they're just like oh we like game oh, pass actually on. this is pretty yeah. cool uh portal 2 you know i i didn't own a copy of it until like i've always just borrowed yours i think or just played it somewhere else but that i own it on xbox now you own it that's a yeah. classic co-op title i'd like to go back there i mean you know what would be more fun is oh i don't know if that game has split screen on xbox does it i don't know it probably does Maybe not though. Um, if we could somehow get your kids to play it instead, and just kind of watch them play it, you know what I'm talking mm. about? Like, or maybe just uh, your oldest, or maybe mm, Jana has Jana maybe. played Portal. I'm not sure. I'll ask. 
Dana, have you played Portal 2 or Portal 1? She watched me play all the way through Portal 2. But that's the single player, right? Yeah, the single player. Because th what's interesting about the Portal 2 is that it has that co-op campaign and it is its own storyline. I mean, it's nowhere yeah. near as detailed as the first one. It's about as detailed as the first game's story, which is really right, well, cool. Which robot's your favorite? Skinny Peabody. robot or round robot? Peabody? What's the other one named? Atlas. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I feel an attachment to Atlas. The round one? I think it's because that's who we played. And I just always picked the same one. It's very similar to, like, who do you like? Mario or Luigi. It might be the one you just had originally. You know, or like hey, Chief and Arbiter. If you started playing Halo 3, you like Chief or Arbiter better. And I'm like, well, I was always Chief. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess <laughs> I just like Master Chief. I don't know. All right. So we're going to work on Fortnite, everybody, and hopefully we can talk about that next week. And Final Fantasy. If you guys want to hear us talk about other games, add them to the backlog, and we will curse you out from the heavens above. But we will probably get through to playing them. I just love playing games. Dude, it's like, it's never ending. This podcast can go on forever. Until I no, it's not. die of cardiac, cardiac arrest. We're ending it right now. So thanks for joining us this week, co-op partners. Maybe we can all die from gas next week. Or uh, get 360 no-scoped by a bot. Bye. That one was bad. You want to do it again? No. Because <laughs> it, it won't be genuine. I'll know. <laughs>